Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Ange. We got Char on the ones and twos. Hello. Don't forget to check us out at bitchtalkpodcast.com. It's a brand spanking new website. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 a.m. <laughs> nice. That was Char's first boing, everyone. You did, you did great. Thanks. thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, I work hard at it. <laughs> Let's get to the interview, which uh, I'm really excited to share with you. I had a great conversation with Miss Nisha Ganatra, who's the director of The High Note, which is streaming on May 29th everywhere you watch films. Amazon Prime, Google Play, Fandango, Xfinity. Uh, she's a wonderful human being, and this was a really great conversation about being a woman in the industry and, and navigating through that and lifting up other women as, as you go along. So I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. Well, Nisha Ganatra, we're so happy to have you on Bitch Talk. Thank you for giving us some of your time. I know you're probably super busy right now. It's um, a little crazy, but I'm so I'm so happy to be here on Bitch Talk. Thanks. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so you actually started out as an actress, uh, but you wanted to turn to filmmaking because you wanted to be able to affect cultural change, and yes. and I. I can say after doing research on you and following your story, that's quite the understatement. Uh, <laughs> not only with the films that you do, but also with your work outside of the films. Um, you're part of a mentorship program with NBC for female directors. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, yeah, that is a really cool program NBC is um, doing because there were a lot of sort of shadowing programs to help women break into the industry, but none of them were um, guaranteeing them work after. So I love this NBC mentoring program because it actually guarantees an episode um, so that once you get that kind of catch-22 out of the way, like women aren't allowed to direct TV because they've never directed TV. So mm -hmm. it's kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, you break through and make somebody promise that they'll give this woman an opportunity who's usually incredibly overqualified, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> of course it goes well and then they have a career directing TV. So that's really fun. I'm also on the board of women in film, which has also incredible mentorship programs and um, the reframe program, which is this stamp that movies get if they have gender parity behind the lens. So um, I'm super proud of being a part of the reframe uh, program and women in film. Yeah, I, I was going to bring up the reframe because this started even in the beginning of your career. Your your directorial debut, Chutney Popcorn, yeah. got that reframe stamp of approval. So <laughs> so this has been since day one for you. So that's that's so wonderful. And oh, thank um, you. and I wanted to talk about like, of course, for indie films, it's easier to say, okay, I want to have a woman female cinematographer and a female this. But but now that you're working on bigger budget films, is it harder to maintain that? Um, it is, sadly. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Like one, an amazing um, producer, Ali Lowy, who was as dedicated to hiring women behind the camera as much as I was. And that was such a huge support. And we have this incredible studio executive who um, was a man who was also like, you know, it's really important that we hire women behind the camera. So that was pretty amazing. Um, it was harder for the DP because I feel like there are maybe four or five that have studio approval right now and mm. they're booked, which is great news that they're all busy shooting mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. doing yeah. what they love. But, um, but yeah, it was really challenging to try to push that list um, to get a little bigger. Hopefully the more like indie films that break through at Sundance and then they get into theaters and then that 
female VP gets on that list. It's such a weirdo process. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and I think something that doesn't get talked about enough is the importance of having allies. Um, mm -hmm. You know, specifically, you know, our podcast is called Bitch Talk and, and people will immediately think, oh, you're just male bashing and hating. And that's not what it's about. You're missing the point. It's like, we're <laughs> all in this community together and we need yeah. allies. We need you to help lift up all these voices. We need everyone to participate in that. And in turn, the art is better because of these represented yeah. voices. Agreed. A hundred percent. Really well said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. No, but that's, that's just like what's so inspirational about your, your career and its trajectory and, and the stories that you're telling. I mean, with Late Night and now with High Note, it's about, you know, these women who are struggling to stay relevant in, mm -hmm. in um, the entertainment industry. But not only that, it's also about women uplifting each other and, and not battling each other. So we all rise together. Yes, totally. That That is so important to me is to put that message out there because I feel like there have been decades of films with women holding each other back. So mm -hmm. to just like give everyone a visual representation of what it looks like for women to support each other um, mm -hmm. or to like be each other's allies and not rip each other down or be each other's worst enemies. Um, mm -hmm. It's also nice for me that to have movies that are focused on women and their work and not necessarily like, will I find uh, the partner of my dreams, but really more like, I'm really good at my job. I really love what I do. Will I get the opportunity to keep doing it or to do it at the next level? And mm -hmm. that I think is kind of cool. Like somebody pointed out to me that the women in Haina are really good at their jobs and not apologetic about it. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like nobody's, you know, secretly fumbling or tripping or doing something to sort mm -hmm. of take down their power or make you more comfortable with them. They're just like two very competent women and they just want more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I love how you express these messages, really important messages, but through an entertaining lens. So it's not just thrown at your face. It's just, you're getting the message, but you're also just thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Thank you. I think that comedy is the best for that. It's always um, more helpful to keep people entertained while you're sort of spouting off your views on the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We yeah. had a lot of fun with Jean Diane Raphael, who came in with this really incredible take on that character. She was like, I kind of was thinking she should just have no ambition. Like she should be like, <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we both thought about it and we realized that like, women aren't allowed to be ambitionless in films either, you know, like, hmm. like mm -hmm. to really find a real lazy woman that is just not, you know, paying the price for her laziness <laughs> is really yeah. fun. Too. It's something it's to aspire to for alternate. me. Just saying. There's <laughs> <laughs> something for everyone. You could try to be like Grace Davis, you could try to be like Maggie, or you might just take the Gale route and just float on a pool, you know, like, right. <laughs> yeah. No hate, no hate either way. Yeah. But I, I just, I have to just talk about the music. I want to just yeah. talk about the music forever because it's so good. We have Tracy Ellis Ross and Kelvin Harrison Jr. Who is yeah. incredible. And these are, is it both their singing debuts? Yes. Well, I, I'm not positive if it's Kelvin's singing debut, but I think, but for sure it's Tracy's. Um, and Kelvin, you know, he grew up in a musical family. He has an incredible voice. I think mm -hmm. it's the first time he's singing in a movie. I believe so. Um, but yeah, they both have such great voices. And it's really fun when people are like, oh, that was them. They were singing live. Right. They were singing. That's them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think for Tracy, especially being the daughter of Diana Ross, it's hard to then be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, the shadow of that is, yeah. Well, they both have their own career in music. Is it something, do you know that either of them are actively pursuing? Um, I know Tracy is a single on the charts right now um, from the movie, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. Love Myself. But Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think so. I think they're both very dedicated actors and really, um, especially Kelvin is such a hardworking actor. Like he really throws himself into every role. Um, I don't see him being like, I don't know. There was a certain thing that was happening for a bit where actors were told, like young actors, I think, were told like you have to have a brand and you have to have an album and you have to have a book and you have to. And it's just like he's just refreshingly focused on let me just try to be the best actor I can be and mm-hmm. not worry about all that other stuff, you know. And I yeah. think that once there was a young actress I had met for a part and then. She had an album coming out and I was like, oh, do you love music? And she was like, no, my manager told me to do an album. And I was just like, hmm, hmm. bummer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just yeah. was like, I like to think musicians have something they need to express and that's why they're making an album and right. actors have to do this, you know? So that kind of was just a little bit of a like wake up call to me about the vastness of our industry and the pressure on young people to like make money and mm-hmm. uh, put out product in all areas, whether they're passionate about it or not. And mm-hmm. I think that's something I love and admire about Tracy is that even though she is like this business entrepreneur and does this and that, and she's super passionate about all of those things. Like she mm-hmm. made her own hair product and that's her hair care line, you know, and then cool. she's, yeah. you know, super fun actor who's really into comedy acting and and works on, you know, com- like comedic timing and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then also threw herself wholeheartedly into singing and, and voice lessons and recording studios. And, you know, she didn't have to research because she grew up with it all, but um, <laughs> just had to open her heart and, and um, put her hands in herself in Rodney Jerkin's hands. And she's just an open, loving soul in the world. It's really just a pleasure to collaborate with her. It resonates on the screen for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, on the topic of musicians, I did see that you were part of a Brooklyn garage band. You were the drummer <laughs> for the Flying Guacamole's, <laughs> which is an incredible name, first off. And I can't find any footage of your band or any performances. No, Do you have any? I am not a great musician <laughs> at all. And so, okay. no, luckily it was before the time where anybody could document anything. <laughs> All right, fine. I was excited to see that, though. I love drumming and drummers, but... Um, That's well, awesome. <laughs> no, Laura Gordon is, like, the best drummer of my life right now. And probably... Awesome. Um, Fair Owen enough. Strauss is also an incredible drummer. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much for, for coming on, and I, I just want to congratulate you for your success and for just being such a huge advocate and I I wanted to ask before we go like do you do you feel welcome now by Hollywood do you feel feel like part of it part of the community oh my god that's so it's such an interesting question um because I wonder if you ever do, if you always, like, I always say that I always feel like I'm sort of the party crasher a little bit. Like, I always sort of <laughs> am there being like, um, am I really on the list? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I do feel, yes, in a sense, because I feel like um, more women and more people of color are being welcomed. So it feels like uh, as a community, we have more access. And I, obviously, I directed my first studio film. Like, that's mm-hmm. huge. That's something I've always wanted to do. And so um, in that sense, like, when I pull up to the Universal lot and the, the gate goes up, I feel like, 
feels a little bit like I snuck in. So I'm, I'm somewhere between the two feelings. We'll see. I don't know if that ever goes away or if anyone ever feels like they're really in, um, other than obviously Spielberg or like Ron Howard or somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if that feeling ever goes away or if you always feel a little like you're, you know, a crasher at the party. <laughs> right. Well, well, this movement and all these women coming up is in great part to you. So thank you so much for your work. Oh my God. Can't wait to thank see what you, you what do next. What a generous thing to say. That's really sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tanisha. I really enjoyed speaking with you. I wish we had more time, hopefully next time around. Uh, But I am bummed because I forgot to mention that Ice Cube is in this film, which, Char, you know my love for uh, 90s hip-hop, specifically (laughs) L.A.-driven. Well, that was the first thing that happened. As soon as this came across our table, you're like, Ice Cube, I'm in. You're like, I don't see Ice Cube, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, I I wasn't certain if we could get him in an interview or not, but I was like, it's Ice Cube, of course, I'll watch it. <laughs> but thank you so much, Nisha. You're, you're, you're so wonderful to talk to, and it's really, uh, it's really nice to see women uh, of your caliber making it, making it up the ranks and actually getting a say in, in, in certain things. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Don't forget to check out our website. It's bitchtalkpodcast.com. And you can also find behind-the-scenes footage on our YouTube channel. Check it out and subscribe. It's brand spanking new. Nice. <laughs> you can also find us every Monday morning at BFF.FM from 6 to 6.30. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> We're powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. <laughs>